Welcome to the Love and Madness, Valentine's Day edition. Yes. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. Glad you got that. <laughs> this is the Valentine's Day episode. It's going to be so romantic, you guys are going to crap yourselves. <laughs> wow. It's going to be imagery. The... You just. Not even. I didn't get there yet. I'll get there. It's uh-huh. going to be so romantic that you guys are going to have grand mal seizures and start <laughs> vomiting all over yourself. Is that romantic or is that just pathetically it, evil? That's evil. It's not even ew. It's an evil thing to say. Some people have grand mal seizures. <laughs> and here we are not considering that. And I feel, aye, aye, aye. I feel as if we need to note, uh, note that for the show. Okay. I just want to note that that's a cause. So donate, guys. Send money to us. We'll handle it. <laughs> oh, boy. I got a Bitcoin address somewhere. We'll fish it out. You guys can be on oh, the show. Okay. Okay. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> we're talking about theremin tonight, was no, it? No. Ther- we're going to talk about Theranos. Theranos. Yes. And also apples. Because Theranos and apples are connected. Well, should we start with the the Apple? Sure. Thing? Let's talk about Apple computers. I am very frustrated because this past, I don't know, year, like the latest updates, you know, I've got an iPhone 7, I think, so I'm like way behind, you know, but I have the Apple CarPlay in my car and it's supposed to, the phone is supposed to work with the CarPlay. Well, the last few updates, it's like it now freezes up all the time. So I went online to troubleshoot, and I tried everything I could find. And it's like this latest update, which went out yesterday, is back to freezing up every five minutes. And now it won't even Bluetooth to the phone, to the car. Oh, my God. So, well, it'll, well okay, it'll connect to the car. But what it does is it won't let me play any of my music or you- my iPod. Do you think it's because podcast? we added my computer to yours and you try to set it up near the house? Because what? I had the problem once where I turned on the the uh, car and it started playing your music. You were listening to sleep music, and it started playing that right no, over no, the. No, no, no. That's the van, and that's just. No, no, no. Your car. Oh. Your car grabbed your phone, right? Oh, okay. And one time we took a, a trip or something. We did. We put my phone. We went to Georgia, maybe, and we put my phone on yours, didn't I, we? I know. I I don't think it ha- that has anything to do. It does that to me when I'm leaving work. It's, uh, it, it does it all the time. It's Apple. Definitely Apple. Yeah. I just wanted to narrow it down, make sure it wasn't like us. But Apple's supposed to just no, work. No, sometimes like the van, the van especially, if I'm in the house and I've got uh, the Bluetooth on, 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 on my phone. Yeah. And it's, um, somebody turns on the van, it will, uh, it will pick up my phone. That, uh, that has happened more than once. Yeah, I think that's happened definitely in the van. And I think it's happened in your car as well. Like when you're yeah. sleeping. I end up hearing your sleep music. And yeah. I had to turn off the radio and, and drive out. Yeah. So. No, actually, I I don't think I'm on your car. I don't think I am now that I think about it. I don't. It is the van I was thinking of. Yeah. The van, it does that all the time. Uh, but but our, our room is close to the garage, too. So half my banter was completely irrelevant. <laughs> It'll be stricken from the record because I was talking about the wrong vehicle. <laughs> but. Regardless, I'm very, very irritated because, I mean, it's like today, it's like I couldn't even, you know, use the Bluetooth to, li- I had to, I just, I just turned on my phone and listened to the podcast on the phone speakers. Oh, you wanted to like drive, drive and yeah, listen to music. Yeah, because I drove all the podcast. way to Costco and back. I got, you know, it's 45 minutes each way. Yeah. You know? So you need, you could listen to the whole podcast each way. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I was really irritated. And that sucks. So. I've been having a problem with, with my Mac. Uh, the Wi-Fi isn't working right. I am plugged in now with a hard wire, but it drains my battery, this little attachment I use. Huh. And uh, it speeds up the internet, but 
over the rest of the night, I'll be at like 5% by morning if I keep working. So it's pointless. I can't keep good internet and work on my computer. Do we have an attachment that would allow you, allow you to do both? Well, what I have here, I have this little thing here, and it hooks into Ethernet. So I have that uh -huh. plugged in. I don't plug in any other peripherals because that drains too much. Oh. And I'm using my tablet here to draw with. So I have that attached in a different place. I got too many attachments. I wish it was all a Wi-Fi, like, or Bluetooth or something. Yeah. But Bluetooth sucks, too. So, anyway, so we, we've had uh, those frustrations today. But I thought it would be interesting to talk about uh, Theranos. Fair enough. Can we talk first, just to bridge yeah. it for me, because I'm oh, all okay. over the place. Okay. Bridget, for me, I'm going to bridge it. You're going to bridge it. I'll, I'll play Bridget. Okay. Okay, so Bridget talks like this. <laughs> Bridget wants to tell everybody that Apple and Theranos are related because uh, the leader of Theranos, which is a fraudulent blood testing company. Yeah. Because Bridget gets serious, too. So yes. Bridget's still like this. Okay. Okay, so we're getting serious now. Uh-huh. She modeled her company on Apple. and She tried to be like Steve Jobs. Yes. To the but, point where she even, you know, wore the black turtleneck. Yeah, she wanted to wear a turtleneck, like a vampire or something. <laughs> Well, uh, no, to, to copy Steve Jobs. Who wears Jobs. turtlenecks? Except Steve Jobs. Yeah, Steve Jobs can wear a turtleneck. That's why she wore the turtleneck. He's the only guy in all history. The reason the turtleneck is allowed is because of him. That's it. Everyone else wears turtlenecks. They look wrong. <laughs> Unless you're in the 70s and you're doing like a kid's show or perhaps an art show for like old old gay guys. You might sit there in a turtleneck. Uh, okay. In a lounge. I, I can see that. Uh, all right. Other than that, no turtleneck. Bridget anyway. has spoken. Bridget has spoken. We're done. Bridget, let's continue. Okay. Sorry. Bridget had to speak. Anyway, I thought it would be interesting to talk about Theranos because I was listening to uh, a podcast about the psychology of Elizabeth Holmes, the CEO. I want to talk about how she scammed everyone first so people know the context at least? Um, uh, sure. Basically, she had this blood testing uh, company. She claimed to have a, a proprietary thing that would let her... Uh, Take a tiny drop of blood like you take for a diabetes test and then test for anything like AIDS or, or literally anything you needed. And she had one system to do that according to her. Yeah, it was called the Edison and it was this black box. Shit. Yeah, black box, nothing. Thing. They ran all the separate tests that you would run and they falsified half of them, like if yeah. not more. And they, they didn't use the small amount of blood they said they would. So it was some, some sort of like revolution to blood. Work. Yeah, yeah. She, she had... Um... She had come up with this idea, and it was not actually the original idea she came up with. But um, so she started a company based on an idea. And it was a startup, so she took a ton of money from a lot of people. Yeah, and a lot of, uh, a lot of powerful, very rich people she conned. Yeah. You know? And the, the, the whole idea was, it, it was, I don't know, it was like a, a little thimble full of or blood. Less, like tiny. Yeah, it was like it was a, tiny. a blood strip kind of amount. Tiny. Yeah. Because it um, goes on a microchip and they can figure anything out from there. And this, and this machine was supposed to be able to analyze all these different things, test all these it's different like a tricorder. Things. The whole idea, her whole idea was that eventually everybody could have one of these in their home and they could actually run tests themselves. Kind of yeah, like So you could just like, like daily just check to see if you picked up some sort of venereal disease. Or, or whatever. Like or, daily, or, just do your, yeah. do your morning, brush your teeth and scan yourself. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> like, did I pick up herpes well, yesterday? it's a cool idea. I, do, I have, do I have uh, gonorrhea yet? Like, you know? Yeah. I could test all and, of it. And, um. How do I get that? Yeah. So, so she, you know, she 
she set up this company and she hired a bunch of engineers and designers and whatnot. I honestly think that she really wanted to pull this off, but I mean, having an idea and actually making it a thing. Want to be the there's a big the Apple computer there. <laughs> you know how Apple computers started? Just as a sideline, real quick, not too far. Apple computers started as the idea of popularizing computers for the home. IBM was interested in business machines, right? And so Apple jumped in on a niche and said everyone should have a computer at home. So that's what she wants to do for blood. Think about that. Do we really need blood tests in our home for every damn thing? Do we test the meat and say like the steak blood is not disease? <laughs> What do we well, do? I mean, Why do we I, need this thing? All well, especially for people with chronic diseases, something like that might be great. So you it's know? a shit lie in the first place. But no one needs it. Uh, uh, and and you know, a lot of you know lab tests can be really expensive, especially if you don't have. <laughs> I, I get the idea, and yeah. and it could be extremely useful if they were booths. actually able to do it. They could have blood test booths, like telephones. Remember where the telephones used to be placed. That's the perfect placement for these blood booths. You just go out and get your blood tested by a by a dirty needle, <laughs> and it's just like some guy just what? puts gum on it. <laughs> It'd be great in graffiti. No, you can get your blood taken. No, that sounds no. like a good model for them. No. Oh. But anyway, they were in business for I don't know, twelve years, fourteen years, something like that. And she made they at, at one point her company was worth seventy billion dollars. Yeah, but of other people's money, it never made any money. It was like Tesla in the first few years didn't make a lot of money, but they were actually making a product. Yeah. They didn't make a product. They were trying, but... No, they were no. lying. And well, they, they, well they, they... Yeah. Yes and no. They were lying all over the place. The machine they did didn't work. lie all over the The machine place. didn't work at all. No, it, it did not. Well, they got to They were to inventing the, it. Yeah, they, they were trying trying to invent it. And um, in the meantime, they were... Uh, they, where the lying really came in is where they were um, showing it to an investor's and what they were actually doing was, you know, having them take the little blood sam samples and then, you know, they would give the investors a tour of the facility. And while they were out of the room and the machine was supposedly working, the lab techs would run in, grab the blood, go run <coughs> all the tests by hand mm -hmm. and then get the results and bring it back, put it in the machines. So when they got back, yeah, they it was like it Oz the Great like and Terrible. Yeah. It was like a machine that they pretended existed. They're playing the machine. Yeah, and then, you know, they got a contract uh, to put test some of the machines in Arizona in uh, Walgreens. Walgreens. And, yeah, and and this is where I, I they really... You're going to hire a midget to live in it? Th this is where I, they really... This is this is where they got busted. Yeah. It's well, I mean, several people... A lot of people had left the company for various reasons, mostly they, having they to do with... had a board member from Apple, too, didn't they? Oh, they had so they had several engineers. They, had they always do they, that. They had several engineers and designers from Apple. They use other people's credibility. And yeah, these, yeah, these con yeah. Names. She, and and she she grew up in a rich family, and she you know did a whole year at Stanford mm. and made a lot of connections. And she was very she didn't finish though. No, no. She uh, went actually, off to be like the, Steve Jobs, who didn't finish the, school. The um, documentary on um, I think it's on HBO Max about her is called The Dropout. Because she she was nineteen, she dropped out because she came up with this company idea. She had and her, she she had her connections class. already. Yeah, and she didn't need the school. Mm -hmm. She wasn't gonna ever have a real education. I don't think she's supposed to be a genius, according to her. Like some no, also according to some researchers, they said that she graduated from school early and stuff, and she was real smart, but she was too smart and too lazy at the same time. Like 
Well, she I wouldn't call her lazy because, I mean, she spent. Hardworking but lazy overall. I mean, how do you well, get trillions of dollars or whatever? Billions? Well, I mean, she, she was hardworking. She just wasn't working on the right things. But she spent. I guess. I mean, she worked. So 70 billion, right? Yeah. 70 billion. There's no way to work hard enough to get 70 billion dollars. You have to be smart, and you have to get people working for you for a good reason. Well, yeah, I know. And she but she lied I, to all those people. But so I mean, she didn't do the she, work. I mean, she just yeah, took the money. She had an affair with That's that one guy. She had no social life. All she did the was fun. Yeah, all she did was fundraise for this company. She worked hard. It's she, it, it's just she I worked was, hard on the con. I thought that her old guy, her Fagan or whatever his name is, you know, like the guy who who gets from me something yeah, or other. I thought he was Greek because you always hear about these Greek shipping shipping magnets that go to war financially and they they go a little unethical in the Mediterranean and so for some reason maybe it's a stereotype in my head I somehow thought he was a Greek shipping magnet but I think he's an Indian shipping magnet well I from based on the his liar name, I, it, he sounds though. like he, it, he might be Indian but. he's a scam artist and but. supposedly he made all his money like scamming people and then he became her mentor and they were sleeping together since she was a teenager or something uh, well, I don't know when exactly. Well, I mean, she was a teenager when she started the company. So. Right, she started as a, as a... Yeah, so... And then she knew this guy already, though. Yeah. And he was her, like, mentor, some weird old guy. But but where they, where they really got into trouble was um, when um, they started testing the machines in Arizona, and the tests didn't work. You know, mm. they would come back wrong. A lot yeah. of the time, and you know, people were coming in, especially you know, like I people, do not have parvo. Well, well, disease. I mean, as an example, there was one lady who was interviewed, I think, on the podcast I was listening to that um, she had uh, she was uh, post cancer treatment. Mm. So the cancer, as far as anybody could tell, was gone. But one of the tests that she needed to have done fairly frequently told her she had it. Told her. She did it with the Theranos machine, told her she had it, and it turns out she didn't. That's not And cool. can you imagine how devastating that is? Oh, yeah. You think, and, you've, you think you've won, you're feeling better, and all yeah. of a sudden, someone tells you you have cancer again. Yeah. It ruins everything and probably gives you cancer again. So, because your, you know, your psychology matters. And she went, she went and got a second opinion. And, Good. And well, and, so Jesus. they knew that, uh, you know, Elizabeth Holmes, she clearly knew that the machine wasn't working. Was so Elizabeth they started, Holmes the actress? Is there an Elizabeth Holmes? There's a Katie Holmes. Who was Katie married, Holmes. Never mind. That was married to Katie Todd Cruz. They're all the same kind of people. But anyway. They, they're all these upper crust people. Katie's and Elizabeth's. They're like <laughs> Karen's. So I, I guess I just, I conflated them. <laughs> anyway. So they, they started, uh, started, what they were doing was instead of using their own machine, they started teaching the, the people at Walgreens to do traditional blood draws, which was kind of. Counterproductive. Yeah. That like, was. The whole point was they were trying to get away from that, and they were sending their lab results to the other lab companies and to get them serve like yeah. a service. It was a service now instead of a machine, but still representing it like Theranos was actually doing all the tests. Billion dollar machine. Yeah. So it doesn't. And that, that's where they got that. That's where they started to get into big trouble because that was clearly false advertising. And we got to invent and, something. You and I make up an invention and we'll sell it like it exists. <laughs> I think we could do that. Well, what was what interesting was, on oh. the, on the, the the documentary, the dropout. I want to talk about what our invention would be. In a few oh, minutes. okay, okay. All right. Prepare. Was um uh was t you know they called the machine the Edison. Yes, the Edison, and which is not what you think of when you think of blood. I mean, at least call it. Well, no. Listen though. Go ahead. Well, this this was a point they made on the 
in the documentary, and I never really thought about it, but Thomas Edison had a reputation for saying, I've invented this. He never did. It, well, no. Well, he, 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 well, like the light bulb that actually worked, mm -hmm. he told everybody he invented it long before he did. Right. And then he had people it, working in a sweatshop to make it. It was a fake it, fake it till you make it moment. Yeah. And it's like kind of. <coughs> Edison's a scam artist. I don't, it's it, one of our American heroes, but I never appreciated the guy. I like Tesla. I'm yeah. A Tesla kind of guy, not an Edison. But but it, the Fuck fact Edison. that they call the machine the Edison. Yeah, it's like a scam. It, a fake it till you make it moment. I get you. But, like, why Edison, though? It's not a light bulb. I mean, you have a blood-filled light bulb. What's the imagery there? It's <laughs> gross. Uh, gross images. And, but, I, you know, I was... Happy uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> I, I was looking at, you know, uh, all the people who donated money to... I mean, she had a TED Talk and everything, and she's got this... You know, she wears the black turtlenecks, and she's a pretty girl. They're black, too. They're, 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 they're black, and they don't have any lint on them. Yeah, she, how do you do that? She she's you know blonde and she's got eyes that are too wide and slightly have that crazy look to them. Yeah, and and so then she looks like she, she might talk, be smart. And then she talks like this the she entire like, time. Yeah, because she's got some sort of voice thing. She's got like a belt around her neck, under her turtleneck. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, there were several people who knew her growing up and said she did not actually talk like that and had seen her fall out of that voice and that was something. Oh boy, she picked up to try and. People. Sell people, but yeah. but that that's just it. But imagine she's wearing like a choker all day under her turtleneck. I she, have no only idea. way she keeps that going. I don't imagine what's under the turtleneck at all. No, I, I typically don't. No, no, no one wants to know what's under a turtleneck. <laughs> Unless you're a turtle, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like this old Slavic uh, fairy tale where the woman had a, 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 a ribbon around her neck the whole time. She met him like in the forest. Oh, yeah, and her and, head fell off? Yeah. <laughs> what happened is like, never pull my ribbon off. And someone, yeah. one time he was in love with her and he gave her a kiss or something, he pulled a ribbon and it fell off and her head fell off. I died. read that. I'm like, I, I, I remember reading that as a yeah. kid and I, and I still don't understand what the point of that is. moral. The moral is... <laughs> don't pull the ribbon off? Don't pull people's ribbons. <laughs> and also, if someone says, don't do it, don't do it. There's a the moral. You I lost your whole life, man. He lost his whole wife that's that he found funny. in the woods. He found a wife in the woods. It was free. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he fucked it up because he went to look a gift horse in the mouth. Ah. And he's like, what's under there? See, is this, is this up to code? And he yeah. pulled the ribbon. Her head falls off. Yeah. Clearly, it wasn't up to code. But he was driving a lemon, <laughs> and he was fine with it. He should have been happy with what he had. That's the moral of that story. Okay. I remember that story. His wife was a lemon he found in the forest. Wow. That's okay. the moral. <laughs> random, random stuff. But anyway, it's also like that. Yeah, well, the, the thing, thing that I found, I found particularly, particularly interesting about it was the fact that how similar the people who donated money to were to the people who fall for Scientology or oh, yeah. Nexium or stuff like that. Which people are just as dumb and probably more gullible because they've got so much money, they don't know where it comes from anymore. They don't know that it takes hard work to earn that initial money and that they're so well, so many levels above the, the normal economy that they don't even see how hard it is to make money. Well, I, I don't even know that it's that. I think that, you know, people, uh, there are people who really want to do good in the world, you know, and she sold this, like, she really did. She sold it well. Oh, how awesome would this would be for the world? Yeah. And so you got somebody who's sitting on a bunch of cash. And would like to do something nice for the world, and it sucks them in. 
Mm. And they believe it. And it's the same thing, you know. They want to be a philanthropist and they want yeah. to make their money work for them at the same time. And, and, and it's the same thing with Scientology. Scientologists always think they're saving the, they're saving the planet by clearing us of demons or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean. You know, and, and Nexium is like, it was a similar type deal where, you know, that one was a little more self-focused, but they were, you know, uh, make, improving themselves and hopefully teaching others how to improve themselves. They were learning like business world. techniques or yeah. something. They had a plan. Yeah. It, it was like all from a, a good hearted place, but these scam artists get in and they say things in just the right way to get their money from them. I personally and, think um, that every personality flaw is an inverted virtue. Something I think about all the time. Mm -hmm. it's like when there's something wrong and I'm doing it the wrong way, I look at myself and I say, what's backwards on me? Hmm. Like, what am I, what is my real goal? Is it something good? I want to do something good for the world. So when people start hurting each other, I start flipping out and being crazy, right? This happens. This is sort of my problem. Yeah. When people start yelling at each other. I get crazy. Yeah. Right? We don't do that around here, thankfully. Uh, but that's an inverted virtue where I want, peace and, I want people to be peaceful and, and nice to each other, right? Mm -hmm. So I think these people also who were taken in had their inverted virtue. They want a little money. They want to make money by doing good because they always make their money work for them. That's the thing about those rich people. Yeah. And I I, uh, I grew up among them, but I almost refused to make my money work for me. <laughs> it's, it's like a, I feel that's a moral failing on my part. But but either way, uh, it's sort of like that. They want to do good, and there's some virtue that they all had of like maybe maybe it just seemed like a good money making opportunity in the medical field. But there's other people who think like somehow there's diabetics, like their grandmother be diabetic, so they want to help their grandmother, but yeah. they want to make some money, and then they st they lose sight of the fact that they're trying to help their grandmother, and they listen to all the stories, and they don't listen too hard because they're looking at their money. And uh, did she run it like a Ponzi scheme, did she? No, it wasn't a Ponzi scheme. There was no, like, payout to anybody. No. It was just fund no, us No, people just lost profit. their money. Oh. It was it was a startup investment, which, I mean, uh, a, a lot of the initial people were people who invested in the those type of companies. And, you know, they knew it was a risk. Yeah. But when you get to frauding the, the customers and, <gasps> and, and apparently... Uh, she was like a habitual liar, um, you know, would lie to her employees all the time and would fire people for who started to figure stuff out or. Yeah, essentially, because yeah. she kept she kept all the different departments very siloed. Yeah. Which is another like technique. A, a, a cult technique. Oh, yeah. Very, very Scientology. Very well, it's all con here. games. It's like yeah. ultimately comes down to con games. And, I, and, and I'm like, she, she ran the place like a cult. Yeah. So. And, and it was totally a long con. It was yeah. a situation where, hey, if we get lucky, we get this thing. Otherwise, I'll be retired out in, like, Bermuda or something. Yeah. She didn't get that far. Because her, her like, uh, her boss, because he was, he was kind of like the guy who pushed her to do it. And he was, a, he was like, a major 50% partner. Wasn't he the old guy? It, he was eventually, but I, I, at least I got the impression. But you keep him off the books in a cult. You know that. Well, like, I mean, he he was he was he ended up being COO of the company. He was it was they were number I one and number two. It was there. always his plan. But, but I'm not sure when I I got the impression she started the company before he got involved. But See, I don't know when they got involved. There's a delicate issue so. about the the involvement because I know a little bit more about that because when I read about this years ago, that was my main interest was this this one influence guy, the old guy. I saw him as the problem. Because he met her young, like he was a family friend, one of those yeah. situations, and they end up in a romantic relationship, just like you do when you're too, yeah, too wealthy. Yeah, I mean, he, he was like live 20 in years older than her. When, when yeah. you live in Europe and you got too much money, you end up in that kind of relationship. It's just part of the like daily life of a oh. European. Oh, uh, really? An old man 
meets a young girl. It's a time immemorial kind of story. It's Valentine's Day, so we're telling a romantic story. <laughs> this old 60-year-old guy meets a 16-year-old girl, oh, takes God. her under his wing, his, his flabby, aged wing. And, and, and then he brings her to a magical land where she can be, uh, she can change the world, mm -hmm. right? He says, here, you are brilliant, lady. You're brilliant. What's your name? And she's like, I don't remember my name. And then, <laughs> and then they keep talking. And finally, he tells her what to do. And they form a con. And that's what happened. So she thought she was in charge because he got her young. Well, if I, she was an adult, you, she'd you, be fully culpable. You might be right. I, I just, from the stuff I read. I'm just I, trying to create some controversy for yeah, the show. Yeah, for, for the, from the stuff I, don't really I read. I really care. It, I got the impression that they didn't start that until after she had already started the company. Oh, yeah, yeah, But But um, she used to... You think he didn't have a plan, this old guy? He's the kind of guy that made billions of dollars... <laughs> I don't dollars even know if they knew. I in don't know Indian when, rupees. I don't even know when they met. This guy so. made billions of dollars using Indian rupees. <laughs> so, seriously, he's got, some, he's got some plans. This guy knows how to move and shake. But, uh... No, he's a real guy. Anyway, yeah, he became he he became the enforcer. You know, it's like anybody who would you know piss Elizabeth off, he would go and fire them. It was just it was oh. a really really bad environment to work in. Um, he was a hidden master, to, you know. And they they did the the typical trips tricks. They tried to sue people who tried to speak up. They you know they're just closing proprietary technology. Oh yeah, proprietary technology. Of using other people's equipment to right. test the stuff. It's like yeah. you can't talk about our process. It's yeah. not a process. It's proprietary. Yeah, yeah. We have a yeah, that on some process. Yes. It's likely unrelated. But here's a patent real quick. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Then that was another thing patent. she did is she should like she'd patent things that didn't exist and she just And he took and off, didn't I, he? He didn't get in trouble, she did. Oh no, no. They both got in trouble. Oh, I thought he got away. No. No, 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 cool. no, no. It would have been like a cool part of the story, like the old you know, May, December, uh, what, what, what's, no, what's no, the they month both got in trouble. December that ain't January. <laughs> so, and, and what was interesting is even when they're like testifying, you know, both of them are, are saying that they weren't conning, they're, they're still saying, oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 it was all legit, all legit, you know, it's fake it till you make it. Yeah, it's fake it till you make it. Con it's like men, people in Silicon Valley do that artists. all the time, which to a certain extent is true. But not quite to that but extent. They say, like in all those heist movies I watch, that the con men are the ones you can easily lie to. Because they always lie to themselves in the first place. They have to pump themselves up to the idea that they deserve to take someone else's money. Mm. And in doing that, they know they're, they're wrong. So yeah. they have to lie to themselves in such a way that they're easy to lie to. Mm -hmm. And so they never quit on their lie. They never, ever quit. You could, you could like, put them under the guillotine, and they're not going to quit on the lie. Yeah. They're going, you know, their head gets cut off. Just like... You know what happened to her early in her her relationship with the guy. That's why she had to wear the turtleneck. Yeah, let's see. They were earlier charged, con didn't work out. Yeah, they were charged with massive fraud. She's on deck. And let's see. They they let's see. She's not she's not allowed to be uh, an officer in any public company for ten years. Aw, <laughs> I wonder if she'll have another one later. Is she capable of lying herself that much again? I there was a rumor that she was. Uh, <coughs> oh yeah, but the actual trial uh, is was scheduled to commence in August 2020, but it's delayed due to COVID 19. Skirt currently scheduled for next month. Her trial? Yes. She hasn't had her trial yet. Yeah. Uh. Well, the, the 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 other thing was settling with, you know, owners of the company. So. I get you. She'll get time served plus whatever. Oh, wait, no. Is. She said, okay, I'm reading this wrong. I'm sorry. She settled. Okay. So she already settled. But, but Balwani, uh, the, the guy, he has his, his trial is next month. 
Ah, so, and where? Where is it? Um, I imagine it's in California. Okay. Northern District of California. Gotcha. So that that, <coughs> that will be interesting. I see. You, you ever follow like these criminals, like con men in particular, like uh, cult leaders that go to jail and like hope they get out a little so you can hear hear about them again? Well, I mean, well, like I mean, you, you know, it's like I, the Nexium thing just fascinates me, right? You, you know. Yeah, you Keith, love this kind of story, and so do I. Keith Raniere, you know, he's in jail, and he was trying to get a podcast started in jail while he's in jail by you know wow. like. Prison having cast. his 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 few followers that are left like record his phone calls. Oh my god! When he calls out of the jail, imagine <laughs> the guy behind him in line with a quarter. And I'm like, I want to hear it. So I went looking for the podcast. I have not found. I it. think in prisons they still use the the, the quarter system, don't they? I or a card no system. I have no idea. But imagine the guy behind him with like a paid card. He's like a five but, five dollars worth of but, phone call to to his uh, wife. But I would tell if he had a podcast, Matt. I would totally listen. To He's it. sitting there for forty five <laughs> minutes there on a podcast about like enlightenment. He's in jail. It's like I'm in exile, and here we are at the Exile Podcast. Like, someday I'll be in exile. It'll be fun. But uh, can I tell you about the guy I'm following? I'm waiting oh, for yeah. him to get out of jail. Yeah. There's a guy named um, shit. I had his name a minute ago. Uh, Staley, John Staley. He's part of something called the Hebrew Roots Movement, which is sort of like Jews for Jesus, the opposite. They're Christians who go Jewish. They okay. live like ancient Jews, and they do uh, the same meals, the same ceremonies, the same holidays, and they don't celebrate anything about Christmas or anything like that. So they dress up as if they're almost Amish, okay, and Jewish. And uh, he was part of that Hebrew Roots movement, and they learned, like, Kabbalah and stuff. And, and, uh, and so he was this big con man. But what happened was in his daily life, he's running this one big super church. It was becoming a big deal. It was becoming uh, like everyone wanted to go extra Christian. Mm -hmm. You know how fundamentalists want to go extra fundamental? Uh, yeah. They're up there. It's like basketball. They got to learn, you know, the most fundamental thing there is, <laughs> which is dribbling, you know. So they learned the most fundamental thing possible. And this was the most fundamental version of Christianity that anyone could come up with. Mm -hmm. And it was this idea that, okay, we listen to Yeshua. We don't call him Jesus. We say Yeshua. Uh, and uh, we spell everything in the Hebrew letters. Okay. And we, we just get this real mysticism to it. And then we feel extra Christian. So that was his daily life, and that was his super church. Hmm. But in his other, uh, his other business, which is what he started with before he did this, he started in the people's homes doing these little meetings. And then he okay. ended up with a super church, real one, all intercontinental and everything. He had uh, businesses in, uh, well, I mean, I say businesses, churches in South America and Africa and stuff. And he was doing Hebrew roots everywhere. It was hmm. a big thing. Um, and he, was on, he wasn't the only one. There's a whole movement of these guys. And they're actually mostly pretty cool. They're like, like I say, Jews for Jesus, where they yeah. they kind of have that same overall uh, attitude okay. towards, like, whatever. Uh, but his, his scam that he was running was a real estate scam of some sort. Because he, he funded his buildings. Like, he bought all his buildings with his business money. Because he wanted to do this, and this was the next scam. He seemed passionate when I watched his videos. I did. He did a series on each one of the letters of Hebrew, and I was studying that stuff at the time. So I found out about him. But he had a charisma. And he seemed compassionate because when he went to Africa, he, he was talking about all the services they were doing for other people, mm. right? So he actually believed in something. And he seemed like this really weird, conflicted character because in his private business, he ran a real estate scam on old people, got them investing in real estate, uh -huh. other real estate, not related to his church. Okay. And so he took $2 million from his old lady, and that's what sent him to jail. Oh, wow. And I'm not saying he was a good guy, but he really believed in what he was talking about, and he had a lot of... Uh, things kind of right because I was studying uh -huh. Kabbalah at the yeah, time yeah. and so that's why I found his videos 
he was a very interesting character, and I kind of am interested in him coming out of jail. Not because I think he should run his church again, because there's enough people doing that stuff out there. Yeah. And they're doing it from a, a good motive. You know, they're not doing the super church, like make a ton of money thing. But there's something about the guy that I want to hear more about. Hmm. And that's how I feel about some of these figures, like like this woman from, from Theranos. Yeah. What's her name again? Susan. Uh, uh, it's Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. That's why her name is famous. I was like, I, I knew she sounded like a movie star. I can't connect a name with a face sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. So I follow people like that too. Do you ever have anyone like that? though? That was the question I asked initially, and I think I had to preface it with a huge 10-minute thing. Oh, well, people I follow? Yeah, like criminals that you want to see, like hear more of their story. Um, I'm not, uh, it could be anybody. Oh, uh, more of their story. Yeah, you want to find out what they really did. Is there anyone like? Uh, well, oh, okay. Here's, I don't know. I kind of uh, well, like the Elizabeth Holmes thing. I found really interesting. The Keith Raniere thing is like there seems to be more and more coming out, and I'm right. like, I'm totally into that one. Bikram was an open and shut case for one documentary. Oh yeah. Yeah. Beak room, we watched that. We're like, cool, I get the guy. But yeah, Nothing like more. Keith Raniere, you know, it's like you hear more how and more. How the hell how... does he have charisma? It doesn't make any dance He sense. doesn't. He has no charisma, and yet it, he has but, a charisma modifier. Well, uh, he, you know, he, he, he used essentially like hypnosis almost to get women with charisma. It's like an evil wizard. Yeah. Yeah. An evil it, wizard. Yeah. It, it's, and, and, and yeah, I mean, all you got to do is watch like one of the Allison Mack. Interviews. She just and looks see, all starry-eyed. And, yeah, like she's that's what hypnotized he, at him. It, and it's like his double speak in that soft tone. It's like this you, is this, but it is not that. Yeah, and it is this other thing that is not that. But if you However, are if you are susceptible to that type of thing, it's like he just makes you think he cares about oh, you he cares so more much. than anybody else in the world. My favorite scene with the guy, and I'm like, whoa. My favorite thing to see with the guy when we were watching the documentaries is when he met the Dalai Lama. Now, the yeah. Dalai Lama is a little on the shady side, to be honest, in my opinion. I think he's kind of like, he's going everywhere taking money. He's supposed to be like this ascetic, right? Yeah. Helps his temple and helps his cause, I imagine. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing it for the right reason, but he's willing to go commercial. But he's a little on that shady side to me. However, he's way more like bright white light than uh, Keith Rainier. Yeah. And so when they met, the Dalai Lama was dissing him, left and right, like in this subtle, enlightened way. He said the one thing uh, that, that got me. It was like, I would never do it the way you've done it. Yeah. Or something like that. And the guy's like, well, I did it my way because I had to. Yeah. And, and he started scrambling. He looked like a little kid. He did not look like this figure yeah. who could hypnotize people. Yeah. Because he was standing in front of the Dalai Lama trying to get a photo op. Right. He paid for it. Yeah. And the Dalai Lama came, which is a shady part to me. Yeah. Unless it was so the Dalai Lama could say that crazy thing. Whatever his name is. What His name is like Nigerian something. Well, it turns out. Dalai Lama well, it name. turns out like one of the Dalai Lama's aides was having an affair with one of the Brockman sisters or something like the that. Dalai Lama's aides were having an affair with the Brockman sisters. Who's that? Well, the Brockman sisters the were the, the Brockman sisters. They they were the chief financiers oh. of Keith Raniere and Nepsey. He was ha- Dalai were, Lama's aide was having a, an affair with Keith Raniere's uh, other cult leader. They have like a cult club. Yeah, well, almost. <coughs> yeah, this Keith, is, Keith Raniere. And Nancy Salzman yeah. were the two ma- that, you know, they were, you know, uh, Vanguard and yeah. Proctor. Right? Proctor, huh? Yeah. So Vanguard and Proctor. Right. And and Nancy was Buddy really, cops. Nancy, you know, had a background in hypnotherapy and um, what was it called? The, uh, I don't, I don't, I can't remember. Something, what was it for? 
What was her other thing for? She well, she was a therapist. She had a hypnotherapy, and then what else? Just a generalized um, therapy. The the trauma um, therapy or something. The I forget. I forget the term. It, it's it's it, the certain this, speaking voice that that gets you doing things. And she was really really like she could go in front of an audience and get everybody this, to raise their hand without actually saying raise your hand. Yeah, if he was she a joker, was really, she was really Harley Quinn. That. If he was yeah. a joker, because yeah. she was the doctor that went that fell for him yeah. for some reason and started scamming people with yeah. him. She was the like reasonable person who went nuts. Right. He could do that to women somehow. Yeah. What the fuck is that? So so how do you get that? In so a they they were the two that and and Just kidding. and then you know Nancy's daughter got involved, Lauren, and she was highly involved, um, and um, some of his other girlfriends started reaching out to people and yeah he had he had a, essentially a harem of women around him yes mark mark vicente was the only guy he was a, a friend with he would talk to a woman one-on-one -on -one and then own her yeah in some stupid way like what the fuck is this this guy yeah. looks, looks like he looks like a, a junior high kid with his haircut he looks like some kid that you'd punch in the face in in like elementary school uh, neuro-linguistic programming, programming. That's, yes yeah that's, that's what hypnosis she, she, too yeah yeah she was an expert in the hmm. two of those and she really could she could go in front of an she audience. wanted the reason she learned all that is because she wanted to be crazy i don't think she but, i don't think she was and she taken. learned she learned all that before she met keith she wanted to be evil so when that's they like met I, what's really interesting is when they met he had a he had a girlfriend who eventually left i can't recall Bar barbara something or other um and Barbara was not happy finding out that Keith had other girlfriends. Oh, Let's yeah. put it that way. Well, the first Bar wife never works out like that, right? Yeah. In, and, in like all these cultures. And, you hear and about Barbara it. started seeing a therapist to help uh, with the issues. Turns out it was Nancy Salzman. Oh, fuck. And, and the thing oh, no, that Harley wasn't. Quinn. Yeah, see, the thing that wasn't clear. Different therapy. Is, is when Nancy and Keith met. Did they meet before Barbara went to see her or oh, no. after? Because what Barbara Ooh. said is like, I don't know what happened there, but I finally, I was telling her, I was telling Nancy all this stuff Fucking about it. what Keith was doing. And so Nancy's like, well, why don't I go talk to him? And she's like, she talked to him for two hours and comes out and it's like, I don't know what your problem is. He's perfectly fine. And so, so he programmed her <laughs> or something, but but it could have been or that Bonnie and Clyde met. It could have been that the Keith and Nancy had be met beforehand and were totally, you know, conning Barbara. Uh, or it could be that Keith just totally won, won Nancy over. over. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know which. Well, I, I, but I'm just I think like, it's so fucking. Anyway, Barbara left. If you devote your life to both hypnosis and neurolinguistic programming, yeah. there is something you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. You're not just there to learn about it. If it's right. fascinating, great. It's, it's like it's not like crossword puzzles on a Sunday afternoon to learn that shit. Right. Right? You have to be a real manipulator. Yeah. So she met someone I think she thought she could scam people with. And so by letting yeah. him think he was in charge, I think that's the that's the scam. Because Connor, this is what I was getting at earlier with the con artist thing. There's always a person behind the con artist who's hidden. You know? And, and I, I don't agree with you on that. You don't? Why not? Uh, well, because before Nancy... He's an asshole. Oh, no, no. Let, let's... Okay. Before, you know, Nancy or any of that, he had another company... Where it was like a buying club company. Where he's not he, a victim. I didn't say that. He's he he. he no, he scammed. Yeah. He scammed everybody. I think what, what, what he found in Nancy was somebody who could help him 
achieve what he wanted to achieve. Right. So, so what I'm saying though, I don't think Nancy was pulling the strings at all. I, no, 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 no. I think they were mutually pulling strings. Oh, that okay. At each other. Yeah. What I'm saying is there was like a meeting of Bonnie and Clyde, both yeah. wanting to do evil shit. And they're like, we're a perfect team. Let's be, yeah. corm- become super villains together yeah. and create a cult. Yeah. I think that was it. She got her outlet. She wanted to control the people. And, uh-huh. and he wanted all this sex. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so overall, it was a way to get both of them their thing. And it was a perfect uh, team up for a con artist yeah. uh, situation. But, but anyway, through the years, they, they eventually got the, the Brockman sisters who are I sound heiresses. too rich to exist. How old are well, they? Well, they're, uh-huh. they're heiresses to the Seagram's fortune. Heiresses. Seagram's, huh? Yeah. Seagram's is like cheap soda. Well, I mean, the, it, they it, the booze, the booze. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be. Yeah, booze. so they are heiresses to the Seagram's fortune. Hold off their soda fortune. And, and uh, back in, I think it was 2012. Even their dad said it's a fucking cult. I wish my daughters would get out of it. But Rockman sisters. Yeah. So anyway, because <laughs> how the hell are these brothers and sisters so so tight in the wealthy communities? They become like the the Coke brothers and the the Rockman sisters. It's like everyone's so connected. How do they love each other so much when all they love is money? Like, uh, why are they like two clones of the same person? I, I don't I, understand I why no you, why you why you pair them up and say. Well, the, both of them. They're the same people, same person. Well, anyway, one of one of them was not calling one of out. them was having an affair with one of the uh, Dalai Lama's aides. It happened, which is how they got Keith Raniere in so there diapers, to begin with. Those the big old robe diapers that look so, so sexy. I have no clue beyond that, but um, they were aids. But though. but they, were they the, between the two sisters, they essentially funded most of Nexium stuff and certainly all the lawsuits. They they millions and millions and millions of dollars. So it's crazy. But yeah. And then they when did they leave? Who them? Yeah, did they ever leave? Um, not not until people got arrested. And I, I'm looks I bad think, for the family, Buffy. I I honestly I I, I think I that think happened. at least one of them got indicted. Like this this yeah. I bet you I'm what happened. Sure at least one of them got one of them got indicted. indicted. Yeah. Okay. It, here's it, how that okay, meaning. So so Keith. Keith got arrested. Nancy mm-hmm. got arrested. Uh, Nancy's daughter Lauren got arrested. One of um, one of the secretaries got arrested. The Brockman sisters got some sort of plea. Something. Oh, uh, yeah. And then um, father two, pulled some strings. That could be. Could be. And 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 Alice and Mac got arrested. I bet you. Everybody pled pled out except for Keith. Because hmm. he's like he wasn't guilty. Everybody else pled out. I bet you anything there was a meeting with the Brockman sisters and their father. It's like, Buffy, you know this doesn't look well for the family. Oh, well, he'd been You're trying. You're going to have to dissociate yourself with this, this strange He'd been trying endeavor. to get them out of that thing for several years and had gone to the press and everything. It's a queer endeavor of yours. Yeah. Yes. Had, That's how that had happened. had much luck, but yeah. yeah I, these people crazy. are amazing. Like, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the cast of Clue. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like there's a starlet, there's the 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 yeah. little nerd, there's a bunch of little characters, and they're they're almost cartoon characters. They're not they're comic book characters or or old horror story or something. They're they're very much iconic people. Yeah, well, it's it, and I think Brockman that's sisters. part of well, that's part of the reason that's like I like to hear the actual stories, like I love the vow because you can actually hear how you they know. dramatize it though. Well, well is that well, wrong? Well, yes and no. I mean, most of the footage and, and recordings they showed were actually the recordings of what happened. But then they have like the, the then they have the guy talking. He's like, "I knew I was on to it. I decided that I would." You know, it's like he's getting all intense about it. Granted, he's not that kind of person that I just did. Yeah. 
But he's very much narrating. And narration never well, gives you the whole story, does it? Uh, well, no, but listening to the actual recordings does. Does. But then he colors and there was it, though. a lot of it. Just because there's a black and white recording right there, you can take it out of context. And then he can paint it any color he wants. I'm not saying he's wrong. He's doing the right thing. But he's still trying to make himself look good having been the right-hand man of Keith Rainier. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, actually, I agree he with you. He looks like that. a sweetheart, too. But he's like, he's like the nerd who knows how not to be a dick in front of you. Well, it, it's interesting because I actually heard Mark Vicente, uh, heard him on uh, the podcast with uh, Lisa Remini and... Uh, yeah, yeah. Mike going uh, clear. No, no, no. That's no, uh, no. They have they have a podcast. A different podcast. Um, it's um, it, it, it it's current now. It, <coughs> it's like after the TV show, they 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 switched over to a podcast. Yeah. And so this was uh interview. They had like an hour long interview with Mark Vicente. Uh, I, I don't know, end of last year. And what happened was was um. Mike, uh, what's his name? Mike, Mike, Mike. Rinder. Rinder, yes. Mike Rinder. Mike Rinder. I know the cast of that show, too. Yeah, yeah, Mike Rinder, who admitted that, you know, he did a lot of the, you know, stalking of people and harassing people. Oh, I've seen it on video. Like, they they had a a British reporter. They had, not Mike Rinder. Is he the guy with the black hair? Well, no, Mike, no, no, no. Mike Rinder doesn't have black hair. Mark Rathbun is the doofus, yeah, like, yeah. dope guy, the big bruiser. Marty. Marty, Marty Rathbun. Yeah. Yeah, he's Mark, too. It's like Marty for some reason. Okay. But his name is Mark. And uh, and then and then there's uh, Mike Rinder, who's a British guy, who's totally a slappable well, You know, uh, Mike he's is actually sl- Australian. But... Australian, same. Yeah. No, he's not the same. Yeah. But he talks with the, the upper crust Australian accent. Yeah, he's got, he's got a little bit of an accent, yes. He's got the upper crust Australian. He doesn't sound like, good eye, Mike. No. He's like. No, he's, he's not crocodile. He's trying to talk like an edu- educated gentleman. He's not in the outback. But anyway, Mike Mike Rinder was watching uh, The Vow. Mike Rinder. And reached out to Mark on, I think, Twitter. Something like that. Yep. And they were buds. Well, well, they were they both enforcers, kind of. Well, yeah. And they, they got to actually talking because for Mark... Well, Mike, you know, freely admits he was duplicitous and guilty of a lot of shit he should not have done. And for Mark, he's it's like he's like he's totally recalcitrant. He's bullshitting. But it's okay. (laughs) You have to once you get caught. Those guys, they have to lie. You know, I don't mean it. it. I think I think Mark had at least the impression I get is that he chose to look away. He did. I think Mark Rathbun, Marty Rathbun, did that because he seems like a sweetheart. Okay, we are talking about totally different people. Mike Rinder is the is the Australian guy. Yeah, he did not just look away. He's oh a, no, he's a he's a manipulator. And actually, Marty's back in. He went back to Scientology. He did. No. He's, yeah. He had a whole website. Yeah. He's he has gone back in that uh, like and lost Le- a step Scientology. They used to like, kill you over that stuff. Like like Leah and 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 uh, Mike have been like flipping out. They're on soft. Like because I like I caught up. I, I caught up on so Mike Rinder's on the show with Leah Remini. Yeah, I see that. He seems like the kind of guy who does think, but he's still a manipulator. He's evil. Like there's evil to him still. Well, he's he's, he's trying really hard to make up for his wrong. To so. look like he makes up. I, I don't believe him. I don't believe him at all because I saw how dark he was. He was the guy who was sending Osa out. 
the the shock troops, basically the guys to go torment people in their oh, homes. Oh, I know. He, he freely was, admits to all. He that. was like having people tap on people's glasses, like when they're alone yeah. in their homes, and he was getting people to drive off the road and crash into shit. So no, there's no way to redeem yourself after that. Well, you know what? He's being truthful about all that now. He freely admits he did all that. Is that a good thing? I don't care. I think truth is like it's like it's a given. If you're not going to be truthful, like everyone should be truthful. The bad guy should always be truthful. You get into truthful, and you still don't give him any credit. That's what I think you should do with these people. Well, and he's actively trying to get people out of Scientology now. Because now he has to, politically. Like, no, he doesn't. No, he does, because people will be harassing him. People uh, are already harassing him. He's constantly... I he, just, I think it's all, it's all PR. He doesn't give a shit. He's working with Leah, Leah Remini. He wants to be in the middle of a big picture, making himself look okay. good. Okay. I, I don't agree with you, but that's fine. Okay. But I saw what he used to do. It was terrible. No, I know. I know. He got, they used to get people raped. Osa, did you know that? They literally in the seventies get they people had, raped on purpose. They had somebody, you know, pull a gun on some lady. You know, she wasn't even in you, Scientology. You believe there's a way to come back from doing stuff like that? Because I don't. I think that's evil for good. You're not going to get good after that. I, you know, like once you've done that, you're evil, and there's no coming back. No matter what you say or do, you should be put to death. That's as far as I go with that one. Okay. I think honestly, because they've they've gotten people killed. And he was part of that. He was right on, on top of that. And so you don't get to be Hitler and then go on an apology tour. Well, he's not going on an apology tour. He's, he's controlling a narrative. And whatever. I'll let it go. But I don't like him. I like uh, Marty Rathman to a degree, even though he's gullible as fuck. Well, Marty's back in. Yeah, he's an idiot. It's his so. problem. He's a true idiot. Mike Rinder was a mastermind. And um, he, yeah, Marty has cut off. All he reminds of, me of the guy from uh, what's Mar it Marty and Mike were very good friends. Miracle Day. And were friends do, outside of science. Do you remember the? And Marty's totally cut off Mike now. Do you remember the child predator from Miracle Day, where they paraded them around and made them all normal? No. The child killer. He was. They were putting him to death in Miracle Day of uh, oh, Torchwood. Oh, okay, okay. They were putting him to death, and he didn't die because of Miracle Day. Mm. And so, because of some weird arcane law, he got to be set free, and they did a press tour with the guy. Oh, and he was all approachable. At first, he was talking about stuff. He was just like, hey, I think it's really cool that this Miracle Day thing happened. And blah, blah, blah. And they, they talked about other subjects, not about his crimes. And they let him be a human. Yeah. I don't think that's right for someone like uh, uh, Mike Rathman. I don't. Well, Mike Rinder. Mike Rinder. Same deal. I'm sorry. I made a mistake while drinking. But I just think once you've done that evil, you don't come back from that. I'm an absolutist on that. And, and I think that's my weird thing. I'm too strongly opinionated on these matters. but. It, well, it, it caused me a lot of stress to to feel this way about people, but well, I, I try to lighten it up. My my point was was that you know his um, was Mark Vicente was mm -hmm. what we were talking. About. Sorry, go ahead. Was that Mark Vicente saw a lot of things with Keith and turned a blind eye? Right, and he's another accomplice, and, but he's not as bad as as say, and, the and other guy. Does. That's where his guilt is, and. He's, he's a guy a, I think is making up for it. And that's that's what I'm saying with but the vow. But I think there's a little bit of controlling the narrative as well. Because if you're in a position where you did something evil, you have to kind of like cope with that. And in doing so, with a press tour and, and making sure you control the narrative, it makes you look like you're not as bad as you are. I think he's a little worse than he's being sh than he's showing himself. Oh, but that's... I still think he's redeemable. But Mike Rinder is not, in my opinion. Because he literally had people go to people's houses to rape them. This is, this is in other books. Um, there's a woman who left, and she was. Oh, it was a press. It was no, it was a reporter in late late 80s, I believe, or, or mid 90s or something. And she was reporting on. She was going to do a huge expose on Scientology right in a time when they weren't getting a lot of press, thankfully, because they were they were to them, thankfully. 
they were harassing people out of stories and they had control of the press, their own press. And um, this one lady was gonna put it forward no matter what. And so they had her raped. And yeah. he was the head of OSA at the time, I believe. I, he was I, doing shit that OSA- that's I haven't OSA. actually heard that story. They literally I, sent I, I Scientologists to go into her house and rape her. Yeah, well, so that she'd I mean, be too like, fucked up to I, publish. I, 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 knew, I, I knew that there was a situation where there was a reporter who, uh, she was staying with her cousin who was also a female, and she was actually out, and, and Scientology sent I, somebody to, to her door and pulled a gun on her cousin, threatening to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. And her cousin had nothing to do with it at all. Right. You know, and... Um, it's, it's, it's organized crime. Uh, oh, yeah. But, th but. The, thing, the thing with me, and the th reason I get so intense over stuff like that, is because I don't believe in social shields. I don't believe that when you're sitting in a courtroom and they let off the guy who killed your kid or something, right? Mm -hmm. And then you break down and they throw you out of the court. To me, that's monstrosity. Yeah. I think that the decorum that we have in our society is um, mostly evil. I think we're lawful evil as a country. And okay. I, I think that the, a lot of the court systems are in, in, the, in the Senate and stuff, you're not allowed to go protest something that's going to get your kid killed because they're cutting medical benefits or something, right? And I mean kids a lot. I say kids a lot because there's people who are innocent in the system, and the system grinds you up with this decorum of, like, order in the court and all this shit. And so this sense of, of, like, oh, well, he's doing an apology. That makes him okay. That pisses me off. And it's not because of you. It's not you that I'm pissed off at. I just see that everywhere. And everyone's always like, well, he did his time. You can't do your well, time. Well, the thing like is, it's like There's I see, no I see him, uh, in, I see him doing beyond an apology. That's what I'm saying. But I it's all him. spectacles on media. Like, why isn't he doing something for children? Like something quietly. If he's doing it in public, he's doing it for himself. I feel. And well, I, the the problem is with Scientology. We know about managing people's minds. The problem is with Scientology in particular is until people get on board and it stops being quiet. Because quiet has been the way Scientology has done all this shit. Of course he has to go see his evidence though. Any 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 guy gets picked up in a crime. Rico law, right? Those guys go state's evidence and they, they get off and they get uh, witness protection. They, he's going for that in the public opinion. And he's not going to get tried because there's no real impetus on a trial for any of the other shit he did in OSA. He, he could go to jail for life for pretty much anything he would have done under OSA. Yeah. And so he's just managing the opinion so there's no court case, you know? Like, but he's like actively trying to get the FBI get to go it. into Do you ever hear PR? PR is getting ahead of the problem and bullshitting your way through it. You have to manage opinions. That's the whole thing. You get right in front of it and you say, yes, I did it. Story stand effect is where you try to deny it, and then they go after you. If you don't deny it, they have nothing to do. It's like uh, in a fight. If you, um, if you go right up to someone with a hand open and you're going to punch them, they're going to shake your hand and you punch them. That's what they're doing. He's not going to attack, but he's also going to deceive so he doesn't get caught. Um, I just I see it that way. I, well, I mean, that's fine. It's just, I, I he's, he's the thing is, is that quite flagging it. nobody's doing anything about window. Scientology. No one's doing and what? Nobody, nobody in the government's doing anything about Scientology. Right. There was and, a deal made after Operation Snow White that they would be considered a religion. And then their religion is particularly protected under the political uh, yeah. layer. And there's that's a political what layer to it because they had to, that's the, the what, government had to back down and now they'll never push forward again. That's what they're, that's what Leah and Mike are trying to punch through. Right. How do you punch through that? But okay. I that, and that's why they're going public. With it. But he's going to get them prosecuted and he's going to go say his evidence and then go with his protection effectively without having to go hide. He's, he's looking for his easy uh, glass, uh, what's it called? Golden parachute. He, he's a criminal. But anyway, yeah. we're, that's a total detour.
Yeah. And it's Valentine's Day. And I'm sorry I'm, I'm being so intense. It's not about you. I'm not mad at you. No, I know. You know that. I'm not worried I'm about just, it. I'm this, just, this subject pisses me off. I don't think these people should get away with it. Because they're con artists. That's the first thing they do. Public relations. Well, I, I, I understand that. And you know what? To a certain extent, I agree with you. The fact is, if he didn't come forward, if Leah didn't come forward, they no would be getting away with us. it all over the place as it is because politicians just stick the money in their pocket and don't say shit because yeah. they don't do anything about it. So at least they're putting it out in the public so people are starting to get outraged about it and hopefully something will get done. Right. And that would not have happened but, but, without but Leah who, and Mike. Here's what happens. Okay, so you Scientology have a, needs to be shut down. Okay, so you have a clown car situation. You got people all trying to rob a car. They're stripping it down in the neighborhood, right? Okay, and there's a bunch of crowd people watching the whole thing. They're like, holy shit, these guys are stripping this car, right? So the cops show up, and then suddenly those guys go mingle in the crowd. That's all we're seeing here. Who's going to be accountable when all the leaders are dumping, and they're going out and saying, well, you know, the Scientology is evil, but Scientology is made of people, and those people are running around acting like it's an organization that's beyond them. They're hiding underneath a hedgerow and claiming that they're not guilty. And I hate that shit. Well, I don't. They're not accountable. I've never heard Mike Brander say he's not guilty. He has flat out said he is guilty. It's the first thing you say when you want mercy from the court. So you say I'm guilty, officer, but there was a reason. You know, that's it. That's it. It's all he's doing. He's he's just. I'm just saying. It's no worse. It's no better than an than than actual, um, like running to hide in Bermuda. It's it's the same damn thing. He's just hiding in plain sight. I think he should be accountable for his conduct. Well, okay. I'm sorry. We talk about different subjects. I'm all over the place. Um, I'm getting intense. We've been at it this for an hour. Are we good? Yeah. I, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm sorry I got too intense. You don't Woo! like it when I get that intense, do you? Well, no, it's not that. It's just you stop listening to me. I heard you, but I disagree with your entire premise. The premise is that he can make up for it. He can't. Well, you read that premise into me. Well, if he's talking about it nicely, why should he get to you know, he should be in jail. And he can talk about it from jail. I, for me, it's like if he's actually talking about it and maybe getting some action done, then that is worth it. It doesn't matter if it's nicely or not. It's like a serial killer telling where the and bodies if he is. And if he ends What's up. What's the point of that? If he get, okay, we've had this discussion right, the before. other day. Yeah. This is where we have a different, um, a different perspective on justice. I think that a serial killer shouldn't get to live for 20 years pointing out where the bodies are. I think they should be put to death and maybe those people don't get any closure. That's what I feel should happen. But that's me, and you're more into victims' rights. Right? Yes, I am. That's, that's normal. I mean, we have different opinions. There's nothing wrong with either of us. Yeah. These are just different, almost political stances. Um, but I think that the, the, the criminal should be punished first and then figure out the truth. Like, once you know that they have it, you have enough evidence to convict, do it. And then figure out what happened. Forensically, you know? Like, well, if you need closure for the victims for the serial killer, figure out what he and figure out that these bodies are using the same MO, his DNA's on them, well, things like that. Well, it, it's like you're putting way too much faith in, in, to me, you're putting way too much faith in our criminal justice people right. I don't. that they'll actually be able to figure you're right. it I out. Really you're right, I really don't. I really don't, but I think that and the that's system's the problem. built to be broken and corrupt. It's mainly a smokescreen. And, and, and that's why I, I appreciate the fact that Mike, <coughs> even though he has done criminal things, this, and he admitted to doing criminal things, he is trying to take down... The whole system. I understand. Because but somebody needs to. When you're caught stealing cookies, you start putting them back in the cookie jar. But he wasn't. He didn't have. 
He didn't have to leave Scientology. He saw he the writing on the wall. Ha- he didn't have to leave if he didn't okay. want to. Okay, so in the, the mid-2000s, there was a lot of activity from a group called Anonymous. They'd go picket, and they were getting a lot of press. There were tons of videos online of anti-Scientology. So right when that's about to come to its fruition of people actually getting put on trial, potentially, right? When there's a thought with the Lisa McPherson Trust where they had a woman trapped in the basement. Yeah, I know. At OSA orders, so Mike Rinder, he ordered uh, Lisa McPherson into a basement with, with uh, cockroaches that ate her and killed her. They, they, they ate her alive and she died. So he's responsible for that. And here he is jumping off ship and saying, guys, those pirates suck. You know, he was, he was, an, he was, he was evil. And so you don't get to hide. I think that um, a lot of the rigmarole we see with the courts, like you say, we can't trust them. They're, they're full of shit. It's a smokescreen, mainly to keep people and criminals, you know, hidden. Um, but we see this rigmarole, and you think there's been 16 minutes of action on this thing, so clearly something happened, right? No. Things don't get done in our government and in our, in our system. And that's what pisses me off. I, I got down to, like, my base code on that. <laughs> I am here at that, like, level of anger. And that's why I make so many damn jokes all the time, and I, I play it out like it's this big funny thing, but I find it really disturbing how people get away with the shit. Oh, yeah. And I think about it constantly, and that sucks. Yeah. It sucks to live there. I'm trying not to. Yeah. So maybe we do some Valentine's Day stuff. Yeah. What's happening on Valentine's Day? We got a new comforter. Yeah, we got a new comforter. And and, and Mark, and Mark, Mike Rinder is still uh, alive. I'm sorry. We got a new comforter. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just saying. We're going to have Bridget. a nice day tomorrow. Bridget. Let's get Bridget in here. No. Hey, everybody. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna segue into something fancy about our style. We're gonna have a nice day tomorrow. What are we doing? Uh. Bridget. Well, we're gonna watch a movie. What movie? Into the Woods. Into the Woods. It's a musical. Yes. About woods. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's all I know. It's like fractured fairy tales. Sounds good. It's funny. I can get into that. Yeah. I don't know what fractured fairy tales is, but I get the gist. Yeah. So they're on it kind of all mushed together and everything. That'll but, be cool. Um, See, that's that's my happy place. Sitting around and watching a movie with you. While all the evil of the world burns outside. Because <laughs> sometimes I think we're we're like on the, the suburbs of hell. Well, I mean, it, we it live really... In the suburbs of hell. Really, this, this world is very, very messed up. Mm. And it's... And we it, just got to set it right, you and I. Just me and you. We'll do it. It's bizarre that there is as many messed up people as there actually are. No. And you said that you think just, there are two species of people. I really do. This I, here this is what point, we should talk about. I, I, I honestly think that there's there's like humans that actually have feelings and give a shit about people. And like then the demons other and ones. angels walking around. That's it. I Because I'm just like I do not understand. It's like the the so I would say the, we're in the suburbs the of hell. Predators, the <coughs> the I, I'm just like, what the fuck? Why are there so many of these horrible? What went wrong with our around? genetics as a species to allow these many sociopaths to I survive? I don't know, and and it's like, and a lot of them hide in plain sight, and then you know you find out, you're you're like, what this the fuck? Is, this is I was, the part I, I mean, I was like, I was listening to a therapist talk about you know Michael Jackson, and. And I, I'm like, yeah, he made great mu- mu- music, but he was a fucking predator. Yes, he was. And I don't think the art should 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 uh, excuse the evil. No, well, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I I still think you know he was an amazing artist and he had a great influence, but he was a fucking predator. 
So therefore, and he messed up some kids. Therefore, really his historical badly. footnote, and we can we can appreciate the music, yeah. but we have to understand there's a context to it that might yeah. be evil. Well, I mean, it's like pretty young thing has a whole new context, doesn't it? Hmm. Anyway, but I don't remember that one too well, but I know that I know woo! of it. And you know, it's just like what the fuck? And you got Bill Cosby, and, and you know the Bill Har- Cosby's a piece of shit. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein's and, a piece of shit. And uh, oh, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon's a piece of shit. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I was reading about him today. I love did Firefly, you know? but he's a piece of shit. Did, did, did you know? I just found out because this has been like this week. It's like Charisma Carpenter had come out with her story back in the day. She was the one who played Cordelia. Yeah. On, and um, she got fired from Angel after getting pregnant. And I... she's like, I've been working for eight years. And I'm like, I'm supposed to put my life on hold for a show. She She actually got pregnant. And they kind of worked it into the show on Angel. She found out she got fired from the show from... The press. Yeah. They didn't even fucking call her and that tell her because Joss few... was mad at her for getting pregnant. Ah. So, so Charisma had told her story, and then these other stories come out. Like, James Marsters apparently has a story of Joss, like, you know, shoving him against a wall and, and being really aggressive with him. Mm. Michelle uh, Trackenberg, <coughs> yeah. who was a legit teenager on The Buffy Show, said, that something, she won't say what it was, something happened between her and Josh. Oh. And there was a rule after that that he was not allowed to be in the room with her alone. Oh, God. Ever. God. And I'm like, what the fuck? He always had these, like, um, warrior women that he'd put in. All these young women who would be, like, a badass warrior. It's this thing. He likes seeing them in skin tight. Didn't he do Dark Angel? Did he do Dark Angel? I don't know. Okay, but if he did, damn. Yeah. But, uh... But it's like all all the cast is coming out against Josh, Josh, Josh at the Josh. Uh, yeah Josh yeah. at this point, and and they're all like you know we side with charisma we side with Michelle uh, just damn yeah and I hear he was terrible that like uh like he was overworking these women a lot of times yeah well Denim I mean that was training that was part of the reason shit. Buffy ended is because is Sarah Michelle Geller was just exhausted mm. always it's, training to to like do scenes so and it shit. was it was seven years straight of uh, never a break. Right. And um and that's that's why Buffy on the screen ended. Okay. Oh, speaking but, of similar guys. Mm-hmm. Now Nickelodeon has a problem. Yeah. It had a problem. All those like uh Schneider's bakery things. Like he used mm-hmm. to be on he was an actor who was on that show head of the class, a genius yeah. class. Uh-huh. Um he's a chubby guy, his name is um Schneider. Okay. Something Schneider. And he had a a company called Schneider's Bakery with all these tweens. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was always like iCarly, um uh Let's go. There's, there's another show. It's a. Uh, I I never got into those shows. So. I, my son watched them all the yeah, time. He watched right. Nickelodeon. He ended up watching SpongeBob, and then that stuff would come on. I heard a lot of it. And there's another show. There's all these all other yeah. Schneider's Bakery shows. But I Carly's the one I remember because he watched it all the time. And it's like all these like young teenage girls doing crazy things, especially like um like they put weird things on their feet because they had a foot fetish. Huh. And he got caught, and Viacom executives got caught for some stuff they were doing in Southeast Asia too. Oh. But either way. Uh, Snyder's Bakery had a guy working for him. It was like a chomo ring. Terrible. Mm. Okay. So they, they, they cultivate these young girls and they put these shows on almost like ads to get these girls into meetings with like old men, like pool parties and shit. Yeah. And so it was always like the show was an ad for their little prostitution ring practically. Ugh. And, uh, Jamie Lynn Spears mm-hmm. may, uh, be the mother of his child. Right. So she was young. She was Britney uh-huh. Spears' younger sister, about like 15 or something. 
She ends up pregnant when she's like 16. Right. And then they had to invent that. a boyfriend. They had to f- interview people to be her boyfriend to claim that he was the father. Jeez. And so Nickelodeon covered that up at that time. And Nickelodeon's part of Viacom, which means MTV and all that shit. So uh-huh. Comedy Central, too. So this whole company's a little fucked up. They ended up firing him when it was going to come out uh, more and more. You know, it started coming out with all these little cracks in the story and, like, Jamie Lynn Spears' kid and all these other little things started coming out. Like, uh, they fired uh, um, Jeanette McCurdy, I think her name is. Uh-huh. Blonde girl who was on iCarly. Okay. They fired her because she sent some, um, I don't know, some kind of, like, private photos to a, f- a male friend. Okay. Like, they weren't racy or anything. They were in the newspaper. You could see them in the newspaper. She was just laying down with a picture to see cleavage or something. Uh-huh. And she, you know, she's laying there making a picture for her boyfriend. Yeah. But that got out, and so they fired her. Okay? Instead of actually dealing with the fact that there was a, a little ring of these guys well, running the show, one guy got put in jail for raping uh, a little girl. Okay? And uh, then he gets out, and he still works for Nickelodeon filming. After he gets out. That, that, uh, see, that's what I'm saying. This is what I mean. We can't just pretend things are fine when you see that stuff. You know, I'm not saying now. I'm yeah. not going big on this. But this is why I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't handle bullshit very well. I don't pretend that things don't, you know? Well, to me, it's like, I, I'm, I'm just kind of like, the more people speak up and get out, whether they were involved or not, the better. Because In the general, more yeah. this stuff gets out there, yes. the, the more the stuff gets exposed. There's a fine line. Fuckers, and maybe not a fine line. Stop being in power, because that to me is the real. <coughs> we need to break the organizations more thing. than we have to get the people. Is that what you're saying? Yes. The organizations have to break, and then the people maybe they go free. Well, it depends. Better I to mean, send a guilty man free than to. Well, I mean, if we can break the organizations that are causing the problem, overall, that's better than. Then those people are running around to start new organizations. Well. That, you got to start somewhere. I guess. But I think you start with the head of the problem. Like, you cut the well, head Well, then the David Moscavige needs to go. Exactly. And he's the fucking head. There's a lot and of evidence. And Mike Rinder can take him fucking down. And okay, if so you he's have the underboss. Choice, if you put him in the RICO Act situation no, where there's have, a big boss, David if, Miscavige. If you have a choice between David Miscavige or Mike Rinder, I'm going with David Miscavige. Going this is, down. This so. is where I can find some kind of peace with this subject. Yeah. The idea that he's an underboss to the big mob boss. Yeah. But Mike, uh, David Miscavige possibly killed l ron hubbard yeah i know because the guy was found with crazy toxic drugs in his system mm-hmm. he was supposedly taken for a while but david miscavige was his liaison back to scientology i know it definitely but he was in hiding fishy. after scientology infiltrated the irs the whole uh operation snow white thing happened yeah so this whole timeline is crazy it's like it's, a, a weird and, saga and, well and where where the fuck is david miscavige's wife right she's buried that, in uh in that in, that's in, why what's that's, it called that's, the RTF, uh, RPF. That's why Leah Remini RPF. ended up leaving because she started questioning where the fuck is, you know. They're the real, they have a slave. Where the fuck is she? They have, okay, so Sea Org is their like military wing where OSA yeah, is part yeah. of. Okay, it's where they kind of like regulate the world as far as they're concerned. All the buildings they own and also going after Scientologists mm-hmm. try to leave. They do all that shit from OSA. And OSA is what infiltrated the U.S. government at right. the IRS. Right. Um. And it's almost a military part of what they call the Sea Org, which is right. itself a paramilitary organization that doesn't carry any weapons. Yeah. It's all social warfare, which yeah. is still warfare and can get people killed. Yeah. So they're a warfare arm. They're a propaganda wing. And they also do all the work on all the buildings that they buy. They buy too many buildings, mm-hmm. and then they go and upgrade them so they have these wealthy-looking properties, and somehow they can just keep their money level and, and leverage that for money or something. Yeah. Either way, 
the uh, the Sea Org signs a billion-year contract, and if you do wrong in the Sea Org, you never get to leave. You're not supposed to leave. Oh, I know. If you leave, you're fucked. You come back in your next life, and you're still continuing. Yeah. For a billion years of service, period, according to yeah, the... Yeah, Elm Ron Hubbard was supposed to return after 21 years. He's yeah, late. Yeah, he went to Target 2. Yeah, he, 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 he's late. Allen belt. Yeah, he's yeah. late. So, so he, he, he died and dropped the body at, you know, such time. <laughs> and and then he went on to Target 2. <laughs> and he went to some other planet or something. Like, just like Joseph Smith, I think he's the same guy reincarnated. But, could be. But long story short, if you fuck up in 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 uh, Sea Org, you get put into what is called the RPF, right. Rehabilitation Project Force. Yeah. And those are the people who are building the buildings, and they live and they wear rags, basically. They have to yeah. carry a gray rag if they mm-hmm. fuck up. And it smells. It's a stinky rag they've had from the 60s or something. It's a dirty dish rag. And they have to carry that in their pocket to show that they're in the RPF's RPF, Rehabilitation Project Forces Slave Camp. Right. And those guys get the worst food. They, yeah. they, they eat the shit food no one eats. And then they, they, uh, they, they do all the dirty, scary jobs. Like they have to climb like a pipe to clean mm-hmm. a building. And, and this is where Shelly Miscavige is likely hidden. Maybe in the vault that they have. They yeah. have an underground vault. Oh no! With they, tablets I, written down, just yeah, like Joseph I know. Smith. Yeah, to golden to, tablets. Yeah, to uh, all Elrond's writings. To make sure that Elrond's writings. And so we can are, find Target are Three. Are saved, you know, after you know, you know, the, the human nuclear, race. After you the know, cyclos come back. Yeah, and and, and the, nuclear, Earth. the human race like annihilates itself. We will have this wonderful. El- Elrond is always fascinating to me. He's evil too, beyond evil, but he's a cartoon character and I can talk about him like that. He he believed every bit of his fiction was literally true. Yeah. And he's like, that's not much different from me. But at the same time, I'm not starting a cult about it. I'm not starting a cult about it. I wasn't going to say it. I know, I know. What I write is literally true. It's it's another reality somewhere. But he was saying that like, uh, we used to, that psychologists were reincarnated cyclos, which were aliens who tried to dominate reality. And use all the same tactics of Scientology. Uh-huh. These guys are crazy. Yeah. I'm crazy, but I'm not starting a cult. Yeah. I'm like, I do. I feel like at this point, it's like there are there are at least two different breeds of humans. Because I mm. cannot believe how anybody with any feeling at all could do some of these things to people <coughs> exactly. and to children and to, you know, whatnot. And I think most of our government are the other kind. They're I think made of Most reptilians. of them are psychos. Call them demons and angels, you know? Yeah, or demons. I, I really do. They're demons. I think most of Hollywood are demons. I say so too. I, I'm not saying all, but I'm saying most. I guess in that weird stuff about the Watchers, like what if the old Watchers ended up coming through and they're all these people now? They're the evil ones. Yeah, and I'm just kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's it, the world is fucked up. Yeah. So I'm, and so I see them and I'm like, I don't want them to get away with anything. So they like to smoke screen. They're like, yeah. you're reasonable. You and I are reasonable, Jenna. Uh-huh. So they come up to us and they act like we have to be reasonable to them when they're actually trying to poison us. And that's what I don't appreciate. Yeah. So I see the threat and I jump at it. And I probably jump too much. Yeah. But I, I do see that these people are walking right among us. And and to me it's like I'm more of a you know, it's like I'm I'm looking at the forest for the trees and if overall they're trying to take down the forest burn, da- burn down the forest, then maybe we have to let a few trees okay. go. I'm actually so, okay with So let's that. say they're the forest, right? They're the forest, but they're that tree that kills you. What's it called? Uh, death apple? <laughs> It's know. that tree where you stand within ten feet of it, and it actually gives off fumes. It'll drop you dead. Well, I've never heard of this. Everything okay. about this tree is poisonous. But but so these guys are a forest of that shit. Ah. So what we gotta do is burn the whole fucking forest down. Okay. So we need to, we need to get some nuclear to launch codes, you and I. All right. Is that cool? Uh huh. Yeah, we're not starting a cult, guys. 
But will <laughs> meetings begin here? No. Revolution uh, begins now. <laughs> oh shit. I love you. Sorry. <laughs> I think we're I think we've done enough. The house looks like the one in the stand too, so let's do it. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, Just kidding. Boy. Our, our, yeah. Nickelodeon project. Woo! My Nickelodeon project is called Just Kitten Productions. Mm. It's about kittens. That's I'm not doing that thing. I'm not Schneider's Bakery. That's gross. <laughs> it's old ladies. Mine's old ladies. And they're all sexy on Nickelodeon. <laughs> I'm into older women, sexy, not younger. Sexy, yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> is that a good enough joke to end this? <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> wow. I love you. This was a good, every, we had a good discussion. We had a good discussion, though. and I get intense about that one issue. I hate controlling people, people controlling people. I just believe in freedom first. That's yeah. my first value in like, if we, American values, right? Yeah. Liberty is my favorite. And I'm not a libertarian per se because that's too much of a box. <laughs> get me out of that fucking box. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>